We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota, where the temperatures are about 74, 75, nice cool 50 degrees uh, of an evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at the Muni the other night here in St. Louis, and I mean, oh, it's just, no. you couldn't tell what, whether it was really raining or not. It was so humid. It was terrible. <laughs> That's right. Am I wet from the rain or am I wet from my sweat? I know. Or the, or the, or the sweat of the guy sitting next to me. I wasn't sure. It was it's, it's that bad down here, John. Oh, oh. I know. I, I, you remember, I lived there. I, lived I know, there for I know. 40 some years. <laughs> Matt, before we get started on our Bible study, I, just, I, I found something, I discovered something that I think really explains to me the differences between the generations. All right. Uh, okay, you know, very good. I, I, am, I am a 66 year old retired pastor. You are Matt Youngblood Clark. Let me ask you a question, Matt. Can you imagine a time? When you could not get a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> you can't, can you, man? I can't. That that just blows me away. I didn't know there was a time when you couldn't shop. <laughs> well, so I, I'm down at the A&W, which we don't have a lot of A&Ws, do we? Do we have any A&Ws in, in the St. Louis area? Well, really I think we be. used to. I don't know. There's none that I know of. Well, they there's, there's still got them here in Minnesota, people. Oh, boy. And you can probably get mini donuts there, too. I'm not sure, but... <laughs> So I'm, I'm eating the Coney dog at the A&W and looking through their history because they have a history there. <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad you're using your time in retirement wisely, John. <laughs> going to the A&W and doing and research on their history. It's... It turns out that A&W actually <laughs> invented, this is the truth. You can check it out on the internet because we know everything on the internet is true. Oh, yes. uh, they they invented the bacon cheeseburger in 1963, Matt. <laughs> Consider that. I lived 10 years of my life without a bacon cheeseburger. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't imagine. Why would and it take that long it. for someone to connect dream. the dots? Yes. Come so on, people. Difference. You don't know what it's like, Matt. You cannot understand what it's like to live in a world without bacon cheeseburgers. Hey, it was a very dark place, I'm sure. <laughs> it was. It was. So you thank God that we live in a world where, yes, you can get a bacon cheeseburger just about anywhere now. <laughs> I know. Incredible. Incredible the world Incredible. we live in now, John. <laughs> All right, where's that sound effect? Because I think we deserve it for this one, especially. All right, now, there's no time for foolishness. <laughs> Minnesota is just a magical place, isn't it? And the, 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 the culinary wonders, too. Although, like you said, bacon right. cheeseburgers are everywhere. But uh, the A&Ws, oh, boy, those are good. Yeah, yeah, but I had to go 10 years without one, Matt. Think of that, a decade poor guy. without a bacon cheeseburger. Well, you know, at least for a portion of a decade, you really didn't have teeth. You were <laughs> you were that <laughs> young, true. so it really didn't matter. So <laughs> the first That's the right. first year or two, that doesn't really count. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> so we're doing 2 Timothy. 
Uh, uh, and, and it starts off in this chapter where we're going to talk about sharing the suffering. Because, <laughs> you know, he probably didn't have bacon cheeseburgers either. <laughs> there were no A&Ws back then. No <laughs> way. Right. No Coney yeah. dogs. Yeah, and I, you know, no Coney dogs. Yeah, especially the first part of Paul's life. I don't think those, uh, you know, observant Jews as a Pharisee, I don't know if he would be eating a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> even well, if they remember, were available. That, that was the thing. That that's what really drove that, that. We've talked about that a few weeks ago. That That's why there were those 3,000 people that converted. Because now you can eat all the bacon. <laughs> you want you can have a flight of bacon if you'd like it's a pretty good motivation right? a, i think more evangelism models need to be modeled after that right that's right well you know we, we you can work on bacon. that <laughs> the matt and john method of evangelism just bring people bacon flights of bacon um, yeah yeah well we did notice at our church that whenever we would have a meal associated with the church services there was always a lot more people that showed up so there's something food, to that something to it where do you want me to start reading here? We're in chapter two, and we did one and two, didn't we? Yeah, so we, we did. are ready we're, to verse three. We're pressing on Second Timothy chapter two, beginning with verse three. So what we're going to hear is is Paul talks about three different vocations, three different okay. types of jobs, and yeah. it, I look for a common thread among these. John, what do you think? Ooh. Why is Paul bringing up these these three different jobs? What's the deal? What's the connection? What's going on here? So anyway, yeah, if you want to read verses what three through seven, let's do that. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Yeah. All right, Matt. So think over what so Paul's saying. Soldiers, here. athletes, hardworking farmers. What what do they all have in common? Well, I was asking you. <laughs> oh, I, hey, hey, come on! I, <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> well, on the surface, I'd say, well, they don't seem to all have a whole lot in common. Those are no, our three no. professions, or that I would necessarily list together. Uh, but I, I think one of the things, at least, is is really this singular focus. That each one has. Oh, okay. Yeah, the soldier not entangled in civilian pursuits. Oh, aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Uh, the athlete. Uh, but, yes, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I just. Do you want me to interrupt you here? Or, yeah, no. Or, 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 well, I just because I, I I love the word entangled there. I, I checked it out, and it's just usually like when a sheep gets his wool stuck in the thorns. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah, that, that's that's trouble stuck in the thorns. You're stuck. Yeah, you're yeah. You, you yeah. can't get out. You're you're stuck. Uh, and, and it is interesting. It's not that a soldier doesn't have a part in civilian pursuits. Uh, I, I think civilian pursuits, there's literally just the, the activities of life. But, but you're right. He doesn't get entangled in them. He doesn't let them tie him down like, like a sheep stuck in the thorns. So anyway, all right. I'm sorry. No, that, I did some Greek study here. I'm, I just want to share it. Well, yeah. if you did the work to look that up, John, I'm glad we're, we're going to use it on the air. That's good. <laughs> that's no, right. that is a neat picture. That's a vivid picture, right? You know, yeah, yeah. The, so the next one is uh, the athlete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not crown unless he competes according to the rules. And, you know, it's interesting there that the, the Greek word is actually athleo. <laughs> I didn't know that. The word English word athlete comes right out of the Greek. Uh, and it's interesting the word translated competes there is actually just that same word in the the uh, as a verb. So the athlete athleos, literally. Okay, very <laughs> good. And that's where according we... to the rules. According to the rules, you're right. He yeah. just doesn't do whatever he wants to do. Oh, can I tell you a cute story? 
Sure, Chuck. That was a cute I know story. I'm interrupting your train of thought. No, 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 not at all. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. No. My, my little daughter, Lauren, is now an athlete. She's an athleo. She athleos in swimming. She's in swimming meets. And the poor thing, she was doing so good, and she turned over too soon. Apparently, there's a kind of stroke you do that requires you to be on your belly all the time. And she flipped over and got disqualified. Oh, no. So I'm sorry. You cannot be crowned if you do not compete according to the rules. And even my little granddaughter, Lauren, now realizes that. So, okay. The truth of that. Ugh. Yeah. And I think that's one of the neat things, again, with, with Paul's letter here. He's, he's writing with truths that we can relate to. 2,000 years ago, Timothy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that, that's how it works for athletes. But even still today, that's how it works for athletes, yes. including little Lauren, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. And then, then you've got the hardworking farmer. Yep. Uh, uh, and the word hardworking there means a guy that's worked so hard that he just he he comes home and he just got to sit down. He's just exhausted. That's the sense of the word there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the Greek sense. Of, yes, yeah, <laughs> We're yeah sorry, it is. Sit that's, down. Seriously, that's, that's what it good. is. That's it's good. a guy that's so tired you can barely stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hardworking farmer. So okay, so John, so what 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 do these have to do with Timothy then? Well, I think it goes back to what we talked about last week, that God, uh, well, God, yeah, we could say God through Paul has given him an assignment, right? Uh, he's both to be the teacher and also the one who prepares other uh, faithful men to teach. And so soldiers, uh, uh, farmers, what was the other one we had? <laughs> Athletes. Athletes. <laughs> they got to stay focused on what their task is. And so the same for uh, uh, Timothy. Yeah. And I like how Paul doesn't really come out and say that. Instead, he just says, no. well, think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding and everything. Uh, I, yeah. I think that's interesting. Here's these these three examples, Timothy. Just, just ponder this for a little bit. Reread my letter a couple times and you know, see if you can figure this out. You know, And of course, uh, taking into account the rest of the word of the Lord and the work of the Holy Spirit in Timothy's life, I think, yeah, you're exactly right. That Timothy is like yeah, a soldier, an athlete. And a farmer in that his focus is is, is singular. It's the, he's the main thing is the main thing, and that's that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's uh, what landed Paul in chains, but it's also the reason that we have freedom forever, forevermore. So uh, yeah, yeah, to to be like those individuals, and I think that's a um, a commission not just for Timothy and and not even just for pastors, but but for all of God's people that. We would, as, as Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Uh, but but seek first that kingdom of God. You know, that's a really nice thought. I, I like that, Matt, when you said for us as well, because I'm thinking about my, my uh, career as a pastor. And, of course, my chief focus is to do what we do here, uh, which is to give people the word of God, preach them the gospel. Also, as a pastor, I was giving them the, the sacraments, baptism, the supper, but there's so many things that come across a pastor's desk, right? Oh, here's a good fundraising campaign, or here, here's another program you can do for your congregation. Uh, and it's not that it's bad to do those other programs and, and those other activities, but not to get entangled in them, not that becomes the chief focus. And that's a real danger that we can become more concerned about being administrators or, or whatever else it is, fundraisers, whatever, and forget what we're really called as pastors. But I think you're right for all of us as individuals. So, so, so we're father, and, and that needs to be a focus in our lives, to be father, to be mother. Uh, when, when we're at the employer, uh, to be a really good, dedicated worker for that employer. So I, I appreciate that point. I think that applies to all of us. We need to see what the Lord has given us and then just keep our focus on that. 
Yeah, yeah. And and as a pastor, boy, that resonates, too. And I'm so thankful for people in the congregation, uh, lay people that recognize what they can do to support the pastor and that pastoral ministry so that the pastor's freed up to do exactly the things you mentioned, (laughs) to keep those main things of word and sacrament the main thing. I mean, as a pastor, you're the guy. That's what you're called to do. You're the one who does it. So uh, to, you know, you you care about the rest of the church, obviously, and you're willing to roll up your sleeves and do hard work. But at the same time, uh, for that main focus, (laughs) speak for yourself, Matt. Speak for yourself. Um, But but the main focus is that word and sacrament ministry. Yeah. Well, we got that story. We got that story in Acts, right? Where where they come and they say, you know, yeah. we we need to focus on 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 the the ministry of the word, uh, yep. and and the widows are being neglected. Appoint someone else to do that. Although what's neat is the people they appointed to take care of that that very valuable worldly ministry here uh, to the needs of people on earth. And yet those people, every time they had an opportunity, they proclaimed the gospel as well. Uh, but Most again, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Stephen, uh, one of those guys, and even was yes. really one of the first martyrs, you know, died yeah. for the faith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, so keeping the first first things first, uh, whatever our vocation is, to have that focus on, on Christ, ultimately. Okay, good. All right, you ready to go on? I'm ready to go on. All right, well, let's, uh, let's read verses 8 and 9, then. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, and I know you love this part of the verse, Matt, but the word of God is not bound. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, Paul here is literally bound, it seems. He is probably chained to the wall in some sort of dungeon. It's not just a mere house arrest this time around. No, it, it's more than that. And yet Paul, with confidence, and really it seems, you know, with even joy, as he says, remember Christ risen from the dead, he says... I'm bound. Uh, for, you know, he, he says that's that's the reason for which I'm suffering. Uh, but the word of God is not bound, and that that's the that's the important part of that statement. The word of God is not bound, uh, and that's such a beautiful statement that maybe some of our listeners remember uh, from the the Lutheran hymnal that that hymnal I think was published in the early 1940s, where that that colic that prayer for the church that many Lutherans prayed week in and week out, uh, references that. You know what I'm talking about, John? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm sorry. So here's man. the prayer. Here's the prayer. I'm going to read it. You'll, you'll probably recognize it. Okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah. So grant we beseech thee, almighty God, unto thy church, thy Holy Spirit, and the wisdom which cometh down from above, that thy word, as becometh it, may not be... Bound. Bound. See, okay. you know it. But a free course and be preached to the joy and edifying of Christ's holy people. So, I mean, I think it's a beautiful prayer that it's our prayer that just as Paul says that your word wouldn't be bound, that still today it would not be bound, but be preached to the joy and edifying of Christ's people. So even if an individual is bound like, like, like Paul, you know, and the Romans could do that, but guess what? They can't bind the word. No, they can't bind the gospel. And, and you know it's it's neat that you say, and that's still true to this day, because that's what distracted me, man. I'm sorry, I need to really pay attention. <laughs> See, we're, we're not just... in the same broom closet anymore. <laughs> I <know>. So <laughs> I know it's, it's so not easy. Hard. I see the bright, shiny things around me, and I get distracted. <laughs> no, I was actually looking up that word "bound," and and it's in the perfect form. It, it's a verb. It's a verb, and it's in the perfect 
which of course you know is such a beautiful form in the Greek because it means something that 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 will never end. It's always going to be this way, and, and, and you can be sure of that because it's based upon something that's already taken place in the past, which Paul tells us what that thing is: Jesus Christ risen from the dead. So since he's risen from the grave, trust me, there is nothing that is going to bind his word. If death couldn't bind him, oh, trust yeah. me, there are no human chains that are going to bind that word either. So I just thought that's neat. Yeah, it's in the perfect. Oh, that's super uh, neat. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the word made flesh couldn't be bound, right? Jesus, he rose yeah. from the dead. So also his word, the word of the gospel, it can't be bound. Oh, it I love can't that. be. It and, just can't be. And yeah. again, and all these connections to today, and we see in various places the, pers- the church being persecuted, uh, people in prison, perhaps even put to death. Uh, acts of terrorism, but, but even if someone would lose their life, that doesn't mean the gospel dies with them or the message of Jesus uh, dies. No, it 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 is carried up by the rest of the church, and it continues to be proclaimed and unbound. Just like in the case of Paul, he knows his life here on this earth is likely coming to an end, but he's confident that it won't be bound. Timothy will carry on. Those that we just heard about him raising up, uh, They'll carry it on as well. It'll continue to be proclaimed, and that's 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 God's promise, right? That's Jesus' promise that that even the gates of hell won't prevail against His church. And wherever you find the church, what do you find? Well, you find the Word of God. You find the right. gospel being proclaimed. So, yeah, it's a guarantee. It will never be bound. God's word will be proclaimed until the last day. And what I think is neat about that is that's not only true for nations like China. Our North Korea, Korea where, where people are literally being thrown in prison, just like you said, just like Paul said. But it's also true here in the United States where we're not being persecuted, but there's kind of a general attitude that who cares? Who yeah. cares what Christians say anymore? Just kind of a whole apathy. But, but trust me, no, the word's still working. It's still bringing people to faith. That hasn't come to an end. No matter how much the world would say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not significant. Why do you even bother to listen to that? Yeah. And I, I love that picture that it's not bound. It's almost like uh, the word is just alive and active because oh, it is yeah. alive and active. And so, yeah, against the apathy that might exist in our nation, uh, the active moving word of God won't be bound. Yeah. So how far? How Good. far, Nick? Well, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's finish up that section with verse 13. So 10 okay. through 13. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The same is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. All right. So so Paul says that all this suffering that he's enduring is for the sake of who? For the elect. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So Yeah, that is really interesting, Matt. Yeah, and I mean, we could spend a few episodes just talking about that phrase yeah. probably, but he's enduring it for the sake of, well, really, I guess one way to word it is for the sake of the church even, for the sake of God's people. He's enduring this for them, for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory, so that they too would know and be confident of uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why he's doing it. It's not for it's not for fame. It's not a. It's certainly not for fortune. Uh, it's it's for the sake of God's people to be able so that they know uh, the truth of the gospel. 
and you know that there's there's kind of a dual uh, comfort in the word elect. Uh, you know the the uh, uh, democratic thing is all starting now. They got what twenty people running. Oh my all want to goodness! Be, I know uh, elected, but you see, I think that's what's cool about the term elect because you don't choose yourself, do you? That's not how you get yeah. to be president. You you may want to be president, but somebody else has to elect you, has to vote for you, choose you. And of course, that's the beautiful comforting here that Jesus Christ has chosen you and me and everyone that's listening to us. And if you ever have any questions about that, just go take the Lord's Supper. And he says, nope, nope, you're the guy. I elected you. I chose you. Here's my body and blood given and shed for you. So you might know that election. And yet I was thinking, what a tremendous comfort for Paul who would be easy to think, oh, this is a failure. I, my ministry is a flop. I'm here in prison. I'm going to die. And yet Paul says, no, 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 this has all been done by the Lord. He's got all these people picked out, Timothy amongst them and many others. I, I can't lose on this deal because it's not in my hands. It's in the hands of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Which is why you can say the saying is trustworthy because the saying isn't coming from Paul. The saying is coming from Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, I just like, Paul's selflessness. He's doing it not for yeah. his own sake, but for the sake of the elect. And I think it, it reminds us of Christ, too, that everything he endured wasn't for his own sake, but for the sake no. of others, so that they may have salvation. And, you know, it goes with what we said last week, too. So we're not doing these good works so it'll do something for us, because we've been taken care of. We have Christ Jesus with eternal glory. We have salvation. So we can do it freely for other people without any regard for ourselves. And that's exactly what we're seeing here with the Apostle Paul. Yeah. And then uh, just to close up this section with the time we have remaining, there, there's a hymn, it seems. So this is probably an early hymn. Uh, you've been, that Paul you've been in the hymn book a lot, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> verses 11 through 13, that's cool. I wish we had some kind of tune to it, you know, that we, we knew the original oh, tune. Wouldn't that yeah, be cool? Yeah, we could sing it. Yeah, no, yeah. Maybe it's better we don't. <laughs> yeah, well, because, yeah, I mean, there, there's words of gospel here, beautiful words of gospel, right? If we died with him, we will live with him. If we endure, we will reign with him. But then we've got this other line in verse 12, oh, if we yeah. deny him. Have. Yeah, whoa yeah. he will also deny, deny us. us yeah and i mean that's that's just quoting jesus matthew chapter 10 that's what jesus talks about uh, acknowledging those who acknowledge him before men uh, but whoever denies me before men i will deny before my father in heaven wow uh, but i i love how the hymn ends though too it ends with that word of of hope if we are faithless he remains faithful isn't that beautiful yeah and it, it kind of yes. goes back to those people we, we talked about last week that seems to have strayed away from the lord and he and strayed away from paul's word that he preached but yet even though they seem to be perhaps faithless back in chapter one still god remains faithful faithful to them faithful to all of his promises for them and, and for all people and, and you know, Matt, when we when we gather together next week, that's exactly the issue we're going to deal with, isn't it? That's what comes in these next verses. What about the people who did deny Jesus? What what do we do with them? Uh, and, and of course, he's going to give us some very, very wonderful, again, just beautiful, loving, uh, gospel-centered advice on what to do with him. But of course, it all comes from, like you said, no, no, he's always faithful. That's the way. We are, we are all at times faithless. We've all had our doubts. We've all had our questions and, and times of, of struggle. But, but no, no, the Lord Jesus will always remain. And that's why we can always come back to him. Yeah. 
All right, very good. I, I think that's a good uh, little teaser for next week, too. Yeah. Uh, and also an encouragement to tune in next week. Uh, you'll probably get to hear Jolly John pronounce some really tough Greek names again. So, <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I know. I'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so please do join us again next week for another installment of Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. God's blessings on your trip to Minnesota. Oh, thanks, John.